Phil, that was uh, Swami Sarva Priyananda, who is with the uh, Vedanta Society of New York. He's actually the minister and spiritual leader there. And uh, I, I must say, I mean, I was very impressed with him. He's extremely articulate. Uh, he is well studied. Uh, when you were discussing duality and non-duality, I thought his points were very succinct, precise, you know, uh, really answered them clearly, whether you somebody might agree or not agree with his uh, descriptions. And, and, I, and I must say, and you would be more familiar with the Vedanta Society than me, but everyone that I've met from the Vedanta Society, including a, an interview I did with one of their uh, swamis uh, on my radio show a few years ago, uh, I've always been very, very impressed, very high quality in everything they do. And also, if you go to their facilities, uh, they are also well-kept and uh, usually have very good libraries and knowledgeable people there. Well, I would agree on all counts. Um, and I would uh, add to what you just said that uh, the same is true of the uh, representatives, the monastics, and the facilities uh, in India, uh, where it goes by the name of Ramakrishna Mission. Um, and uh, Swami Sarva Priyananda, I've been hearing about him for many months now. He's become quite uh, a YouTube sensation. And, you know, a lot of his talks have been uh, recorded and the videos get a lot of play on YouTube. So I, ke I kept hearing about him. And so I was delighted that he was willing to come on and talk with us. He's young, he's articulate, and I think it's, it's great for the Vedanta Society to have someone like him as one of the uh, people... Uh, public facing uh, of their representatives because of his youth and um, intelligence. Uh, a bit, Phil, I was going to ask, in your book, uh, American Veda, you, you, you talk about uh, Vivekananda, and mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's when he came to uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the meeting of world religions or Conference of World Religions in Chicago in uh, the 1890s, uh, that uh, this is, uh, w you know, in American Veda, this is sort of where it begins, where the yeah. influence comes to the West. And uh, uh, Swami told us today that uh, it was in 1894 that Vivekananda actually founded the uh, Vedanta Society of New York. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's uh, the year after he he came to speak in Chicago at the Parliament. So, so. one of his fir first stops. And if you could uh, tell our listeners and also me uh, 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 a little bit about the relationship between Ramakrishna and Vivekananda, was Vivekananda yeah. a direct disciple of Ramakrishna? Yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. He was. Uh, it's a wonderful story, and I highly recommend. You know, people can Google it. They can get one of the many books about Ramakrishna and books about Vivekananda. But it's a classic you know, master-disciple relationship. And, you know, Ramakrishna was one of a kind and, you know, legendary. What, what, uh, what, what did he bring that was special, unique, or different uh, to the world? Well, you know, Ramakrishna was, you know, he didn't travel or anything like that. He was the resident uh, priest, so, so to speak, at, uh, at uh, Dakshineswar, uh, the Kali Temple, uh, several miles from 
Calcutta. And uh, he just a- acquired this legendary status because of the, his discourses and the ecstatic states he would go into and his just authenticity and ingenuousness, a uh, genuineness, and you know a lot of other things. And he was famously um, unorthodox in many ways, and or and and uh, you know classically uh, trained at the same time. And then you know Vivekananda was one of his direct disciples, and Vivekananda was this highly educated. A uh, young man who was very skeptical at first, and you know, challenging, and you know, the kind of young devotee who would ask difficult questions and and all that. There's wonderful stories about that. And then you know, Ramakrishna's uh, status as a realized saint, you know, eventually uh, came through, and Vivekananda became you know a, a, a true disciple. And then after Ramakrishna's death, a few years later, uh, uh, Vivekananda organized uh, um, other devotees who took monastic vows and created the Ramakrishna mission mm-hmm. in the Guru's name. I mean, it's more complicated than that, but that's the, the, that's the short story. And then Vivekananda, you know, was this powerful active, energetic soul who wanted not only to uh, raise the spiritual consciousness of his, you know, people who would come to him as students or disciples, he had a bigger mission than that, and he really wanted to uh, uplift India and uh, essentially revive the deep spiritual knowledge and the... Um, the power and energy that comes with a spiritual awakening to to uplift, you know, the whole society, which is you know totally subjugated at the time by the British, and then was invited, you know, then he came to America and became, you know, world famous. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think both Yogananda and Maharishi Mahesh Yogi uh, also. Uh, one of their goals, I believe, in, in, in what I've studied and know, and I, I say directly with Maharishi, was uh, to leave India to sort of uplift and and, popular, and uh, popularize Vedic teaching in India by gaining respect for it in the West, that there was some a mission to bring it out and also to revive uh, that tradition in, in, yeah. in India itself. So, uh, fascinating. Have you been to the... Uh, Vedanta Society of New York, the actual physical facility. Yeah, yeah. What, what's oh, yeah. it like? What's there? Because I, I've only, I've been, I believe it's their facility in or around Santa Barbara, Montecito, where they have this beautiful, that's a, quiet. That's yeah. a, uh, essentially a convent. Right. Uh, that's where uh, nuns, yeah. female, you know, monastics live, but it's also a functioning temple and uh, sort of a Vedanta center um, affiliated with the one in Los Angeles. What, what's, uh, what, what's the facility place. in New York like? If, if one were to go there, what would uh, somebody experience? In Santa Barbara? No, in New York. Oh, well, the one in New York is a beautiful old townhouse. Uh, half a block or so off Central Park on the Upper West Side. And it's been the Vedanta Society for many, many years. And, um, you know, it's a, I don't know, three, four-story narrow townhouse with the meeting rooms and 
meditation rooms. And, and I, I would think uh, that every Sunday, uh, at the very least, there would be uh, what we call a service or satsang with a discourse from one of the swamis and uh, periods of silence and perhaps chanting and so forth. I don't, I don't know exactly what they do at the, at the center, but it, it, there would be a Sunday and probably a certain nights during the week as well where it would be public gatherings. Yeah, I mean, it's a facility I'd like to, to, to visit next time I'm in New York. And by the way, if you go to the website, VedantaNY.org, we'll have all this posted up. Uh, yeah. It's a really good website. There's uh, information on uh, Swami uh, Sarva Priyananda and uh, uh, all the different activities and whatnot that they have there. And I got to say, uh, 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 you know, I somewhat facetiously called Swami Vivekananda the Jackie Robinson of American Veda because he was he was the first of the gurus to come here. The Swamis, the representatives of this great Vedic heritage. And, you know, in 1893, um, I mean, I wrote the biography of Yogananda, and so what he endured as a dark-skinned man in, you know, an orange outfit and everything uh, in the 1920s and 30s, it would have been even more so for Vivekananda in the 1890s when, you know, most Americans hadn't even met a Jew or, you know, anything right. like that at the time. And so, you know, his time here is fascinating. But, of course, he didn't spend as much time uh, as Yogananda later did. But in his few years, uh, he accomplished an extraordinary amount, uh, especially given that he didn't know he was going to stay here for any length of time at all. His initial purpose was to get support from uh, America for uh, helping out in India. But then he saw, you know, people were thirsty for his uh, kind of spiritual knowledge, and he began teaching and then opening uh, Vedanta Society centers. And, you know, the rest uh, is history. Right. Uh, two, two, two questions. Well, uh, the first, uh, just to mention that for those listeners that don't know who Jackie Robinson <laughs> was, and it might not because uh, we're dating ourselves. Shame on you. Yeah, uh, he was the first African-American <laughs> uh, professional baseball player. Well, not just professional, but played in, in, in uh, what we know as Major League Baseball. Uh, right. And so he, and a movie came out about Jackie Robinson yeah. not long ago. And and the other thing I wanted to ask, Phil, and this was fascinating to me, and something I did not know, and that is that uh, Tesla, and I believe that it was Nikola Tesla, yeah. the father, uh, had a direct interaction and uh, and and uh, correspondence on a regular basis with Vivekananda. Uh, yeah, tell I, us about I, that. I, well, they, you know, a lot of I think one of the uh, main reasons that Vedantic and yogic uh, teachings had caught on in the West is the compatibility with science. So people who value evidence-based ideas and um, practices and rational uh, presentations uh, didn't find anything objectionable uh, in, in Vedanta because it, you know, it holds up in those ways. And Vivekananda was exceptionally brilliant at articulating it in English. And so, you know, like a lot of the gurus who came later, 
they had a certain compatibility with uh, scientists who were thinking big and you know question, asking big questions, and Tesla was one of them. And so it was a mutual appreciation. Well, uh, fascinating, and I have to think it had a uh, impact on his uh, thinking, and and probably his. Uh, is it his son or his grandson? That probably his grandson, uh, or maybe it's his son's thinking that. Uh, you know, he, he uh, definitely thinks out of the box. Um, oh, definitely that. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I wonder if uh, uh, those, those teachings of Vivekananda uh, were, were, were passed down uh, in the family, probably. So I, I do not know, but I do know that Tesla, Nikola Tesla himself, uh, always said how much he learned from Vivekananda. And, you know, I'm sure it was mutual because Vivekananda mentioned you know, Tesla taught him things about science that were uh, fascinating to him as as uh, compatible uh, ideas to Vedanta. Uh, well, great one, Phil. Uh, and uh, many more coming up. We've had yes, some, indeed. Uh, we have some good ones in the can that we've done that we will be releasing like a time capsule. Uh, <laughs> and, no, yeah, a time capsule or whatever it's called. And uh, we'll, we'll look forward to that many yep. more so there you go and uh, it's uh spiritmatterstalk.com go there and phil now phil and i are on the lookout for ways to uh monetize our show so that we can keep it going into the future yes and if you have any ideas about that or want to donate or if you have suggestions for people we could interview please let us know you'll find a way to contact us on the website. Right. Spread the word. All right, Dennis. Next time.